Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 405 for Sunday, June 25th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reedenspruth and joining me this week we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I'm also here. I like that. You got your Isla. Ira? You got your Ivor Glass voice on or something. <laughs> I, Whatever I li- their name is. I like to I like to change it up. I like to change it up sometimes. So we that's just it. Do the entire thing like a ASMR podcast. Today I want to tell everyone about the story, but while they do, I'm just gonna lightly scratch the back of their ear. I'm gonna take some some plastic wrap and crumple it in the microphone. Oh, that would be good. Ugh. That, yeah, does that do like anything that. for you? Uh, no, no, it did not. It did nothing. Good. I, I don't think we have a future in the ASMR business. Probably not. Aroa and Nicolotis can't be here today. Aroa had to put down a guinea pig, so he's feeling he's feeling sad. That's part of the reason why I don't like having animals. Is you tend to outlive the animal, and then it makes me all sad. But, well, you got to get like a parrot or something like that, and that bird will get depressed when you die. Yeah, the parrots can live for what thirty years. Well, some of them could live for like a hundred. That's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Parrots are cool. I like parrots. Parrots are cool, man. Uh, I don't think that the cat would get along with the parrot, though. the The cat that I currently live with does enjoy murdering birds. Or the cat that you don't live with that keeps on sneaking into your house. I don't know about that cat. That one just lives in, or just comes in my house and steals my other cat's food. Which is really annoying. They haven't come in as much lately, but that's because every time they come in, I, like, scare them away. So I, I think maybe they're, they're getting the hint. The conditioning is working. Yes. Anyway, where can we find you? You could find you. You could find me. You could find Aroa at aroa.website. It's got all of our social media links lined up and ready for you. And one of those that I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. And you can find that just about anywhere that fine podcasts are found. Yeah, yeah, pretty much anywhere. Uh, we're on Google. The only, the only problem I have, because I've said that we've moved the Reeton Entertainment podcast to a different servicing provider uh, or hosting provider. And... For some reason, it's not working with Google Podcast. It works with everything else. It works with Spotify, Podcast Addict, iTunes, everything else. But for some reason, Google isn't taking the RSS feed. And it's just not it might, finding it. It might be worth reaching out to their support team and be like, hey. I have. Make the connection. Did, did they do anything? They like, did. did they even reach out to you? They reached out and they said, hey, you need to change something. But they didn't tell us what to change. They just gave a link to everything like their documentation on how to get it working i gave that documentation to aroa because aroa is the one hosting it and he looked at it and said we meet all those qualifications and they have been no help so did you tell us what is wrong no no, we cannot no no we can't we cannot do that. that that's incredibly infuriating yes so anyway you can find me nathan reince ruth everywhere at uh at reiton uh the main one you're, you're going to want to look at is Twitch. I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, there's a lot of people moving over to Kick, I guess it's called. Is there, though? Is there really? There are a lot of people getting paid a lot of money to move over to Kick. Or there's a few people getting paid a lot of money to move over to Kick. 
there's one person I don't know. It's like X something something something, and he was watching movies, violating Kick's terms of service immediately after being paid like seventy million to move over to that platform. Uh, yeah. And then they've got Amaranth is moving over to Kick because they're get, supposedly getting a huge payday as well. Uh, at least thirty-five million, from what I heard. A lot of people are moving over to Kick for that money, and it feels to me like those end days of Mixer. Do Do you remember the end days of Mixer when they paid Ninja uh, fifty million, I think, to move over to Mixer, and Shroud they paid a bunch of money to move over, and then six months later they yeah, and and then immediately afterwards it was like, well. Uh, go find somewhere else. We are pulling the plug. And it's like, well, why the fuck did you? Why did you spend all that money, Microsoft? Yeah, and with their contracts, they still got paid. Good for them. I expect that's kind of how it's working with Amaranth and the other people who are are, are jumping ship. Is they probably know that it's a sinking ship, but as long as they get the money, they're okay going over there for a few months, letting it fail, and then jumping back over to Twitch. That's that's the only thing I can think of. As I understand it, Kick is backed a lot on, like, investment-based. That's just That seems like a really rocky foundation. Well, it's, it's based... The investment is being based by gamblers and crypto. Yeah, that, specifically crypto is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, I just don't think that that is going to be sustainable and we'll we'll see what happens but i'm not holding my breath we're gonna we're gonna move on and ask connor not aroa we're gonna ask connor what games he's played this week i'm trying to even think if there's anything worth mentioning played a little bit of space station 13 played a little bit of battlefield uh i've been playing the the Mega Man battle network 2 i'm at the end like right before the end of the game doing all the like side missions and stuff like that and Man, do you know how you get a lot of endgame content on a Game Boy Advance cartridge? Is you do a whole lot of backtracking. And oh. I'm like just about fed up with it. I've just about had as much as I could take with it. I thought you were so, going to uh, say it's grinding. It's kind of the opposite of grinding. I am incredibly overpowered. I no longer need the option that turns my main attack into the ultimate attack. Like, I just am become death. I see. So, uh, I, I'm... I'm Anytime now, I'm ready to finish all this up, and I get an achievement if I do all the side stuff, so you know damn well I'm going to. Do you? Are there achievements in Battle Network? It's on Steam, right? Yeah, they re-released it on Steam, and yes, there are Chivos for it, and yes, I know I have a sickness. You do have a sickness. I, we're going to move over to the games I played. On, they did the Steam Next Fest, where you download a bunch mm-hmm. of demos and you can play them. Uh, one demo they had was a multiplayer beta for a game called Warhaven, which have you ever played like it, it, For Honor? Uh, I, I know of it, but I haven't played it. It's similar to that in, in so far as it's a third person medieval game where you hit people with hammers or swords. But it also adds in the ability to like turn into custom champions. Kind of like... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront where after a while you earn enough points and you're able to turn into like Boba Fett or Luke Skywalker etc 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 however they designed it pretty poorly because in Battlefront 
and I'm giving praise to Battlefront, like the newer Battlefront games here, there's a limited number of heroes you can have on the field at once, right? I believe each side can have one hero at a time. So you can have Luke Skywalker on one side and then Darth Vader on the other side. They do not do that in Warhaven. They make it so that as long as you have the unlock, you can turn into that hero. Which turns into, even if you're doing very well as a team, at the very end of the game, the other team can all just spawn as their heroes and wipe out the map, which is not very good or fun. <laughs> I hope that when they get closer to release, they will limit the number of heroes that can be on the field at once. It just makes sense. Other than that, I had some fun. I played with Durga and Sarah. It wasn't not fun, and there were times when I was legitimately enjoying it, but there were also a lot of times where it just felt unbalanced. And I I'm hope sure that they probably, fix that. Just by the nature of... I know it's not a Battle Arena-style game, but just by the nature of the PvP aspect of it, they're it, at least it sounds like it's got the opportunity for even when you're doing well, it wouldn't be that fun. That is correct. There there are times where that could happen. I do like the setting. I like some of the characters. but And I like uh, nothing feels better than in that game than going up to a group of you know two or three people on the other team and hitting all of them in one shot with a giant hammer. It's pretty great. But... It, it can be very frustrating. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I am playing through Dragon's Dogma. This is it's a good game. Uh, there, there's some nitpicky things I could do. I could say. I learned that I, I, I accidentally accepted an escort mission. I hate escort missions, as I'm sure you do. The way, apparently, to do the escort missions is to set port crystals near where the escort mission ends and you only get a few port crystals in the entire game and that's how you fast travel by the way you don't just run to the location and it unlocks the fast travel point you run to two different locations and you have to choose where to put that port crystal at i did not do that i tried escorting the person they ended up dying and i got kind of sad because they were a decent merchant that I had used. And then I learned that they actually respawn after seven days, but they're mad at you because you let them die. Appropriately. Yeah. And you cannot, according to, you know, the, the forums and everything, typically when that happens, their affinity drops for you quite a bit. You have to get that affinity up before they can, you can do that escort mission again. And most likely you won't be able to do that escort mission until the next time you play through the game, like with a new game plus. Which, of course, as you know, I love playing games multiple times and doing new game pluses. It's definitely I mean, I, something I've done ever. A, that doesn't sound like you at all. I think you're lying when you say that. And B, there's this trend with modern video games where sometimes you're rewarded for playing it the least amount that you can. And yeah. It seems very counterintuitive to playing a game to have fun. I don't know. I just call it out when I see it. I, I, I enjoy the game, though. I'm having fun, like, climbing creatures and stabbing them in the head. is It's always pretty fun. And 
I, I had something, but I, lo- oh, the max level. I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting pretty high level. I'm like 35, almost 40. I wonder what the max level is in this game. 200. <laughs> Not Very getting there. Uh, no, from everything I've read, you honestly only need to be about 35 to 40 to beat the game. So I'm actually a little overleveled in the game. So that's all right. And the last game I played was another one of the Steam Next Fest games called Broken Roads, which is a isometric RPG. It's like Fallout. It's like Fallout or Wasteland. And what I played of it, it's more even more narrative heavy than Fall uh than the original Fallout. Like there's not as much action as there is in the original Fallout games from the first hour and a half that you get to play through on the demo. It, it's pretty fun. I just don't think it would be a good game to stream. And since that's typically how I play games, I'm, I may not play through that game at least right away when it releases. Also, I know it's a demo, but it is a little weird how it you'll go into a conversation with somebody and the first line will be, will be read the fir- they'll they'll actually do voice acting for the first line and then after that subsequent lines will not be read and i think that they just haven't got the voice acting done because sometimes lines will not be read and then the the next line will be read if that makes sense i mean it doesn't make sense but i understand what you're saying okay it's, that's what yeah, I mean. it's probably either they don't have it done yet or I don't know. Sometimes you got to pay people by the line, man. Well, I the only thing I can assume is that they have certain like storyline dialogue options are currently in the game, and then anything after that that's extra filler might not be voice acted quite yet. That's what I assume. And those are the games I talked up their lines. That's that's possible. That is possible. Sometimes the simplest answer is the most correct one. And those are the games I played this week. Uh, Next week, more Dragon's Dogma. And at the end of the week on Thursday, I I don't know if I'll skip playing Dragon's Dogma to play this other game. Uh, AEW Fight Forever comes out. New wrestling game. Oh, boy. I know how much you like your Wrestle Boys. I do love my Wrestle Boys. And this game looks a little janky. But we will see. I have, I've actually kept my... I've, I've, I haven't watched a lot of YouTube videos on it. I haven't... They, they have some, some footage that shows gameplay and stuff. And I've kind of avoided it because I want to play it kind of with fresh eyes when I go and, and play it on Thursday or Friday of next week. And here's also a kicker. It's included in Game Pass. So <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. Well, I, you know, I pay for Game Pass. So we'll talk more about that in a bit. Let's talk about some Nintendo Direct stuff. First Could I things first. just before then. I, no. I got a. It's too late. I'm going to do it anyways. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I got a. It's not really gaming, but it is tech related. Uh, I, I've gone down to the deep end this week with AI, and I just want to talk about an experience that I had. Uh, I set some time aside just to be like, okay, I'm going to do some side by side comparisons and just see how at least the public release of things are feeling. Between the 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 Bard AI, which is Google's, between ChatGPT, and between whatever the hell the one that is cooked into Edge, the the Bing one, 
Oh yeah, uh, I think that does. I think that uses ChatGPT because Microsoft put a billion dollars into it. It does, and then it also shows you the links of where it's getting, which is the only good mark I have for it. Like side by side comparisons, it was consistently either giving me generally vague statements or just not giving me things that were accurate. And I was just, you know, I'd, I'd ask one prompt and then I'd make sure I copy the exact same prompt and give it to the others. Usually things that were related to like fantasy. I was asking a question about Warhammer, about editing audio. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because Google Bard was like, uh, one, one of the questions was, is um, how, how could you help with audio production as well as just uh, chat? One of the things it said is, oh, I could edit audio for you. Yeah, just send it to me. And I was like, really? How, no, how do I what? do that? And I was like, yeah, you can just send me the audio file, uh, email if it's acceptable for you, and then I'll send it back to you. And I was like, what are the limitations for this? It's like, oh, I could do up to 100 megs. And I was like, damn, you're not screwing around. Okay, let's give this a try. Uh, oh, what email do I send it to you? And it goes, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that capability. And I was like, but, but you just said you didn't. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't actually have that capability. I was like, no, no, Google Bard, you tease. I love that. I I love that you got gaslit by AI. It except like as soon as I was like, but you you were gonna tell some of the email. I was like, yeah, I I don't have the capability to send email. That's uh, in addition, I don't have the ability to listen to or edit audio. And I was like, but you said you could. You just said it. <laughs> yeah, it was lying. I have it in the log. I lied to you. That's what I did. Yeah, that's one thing about. ChatGPT, Bard, all of these programs, is that a lot of, like, yes, the answers sound vague, and a lot of times if it's generic questions, they will, they will get the answer right, but if it's a more complicated question, they'll just make shit up. Yep, uh, it's, I've definitely caught it being wrong. I, I brought up the Warhammer earlier, because it was, like, contradicting itself mid-sentence sometimes, and fortunately I know enough where I could be like, ha ha ha, that's not right. So I hate to plug other things that are vastly more successful than I am. Have you ever heard or seen uh, some more news? Some more news? I'm not some more I'm... news. It's a YouTube slash audio. Or it's a YouTube show, and it's also uploaded as a podcast. It's called Some More News. And I'm not familiar with it, no. The reason I started watching it was because one of our, our close and personal friends, Rogish Bard, said, hey, this is a news program that you would do. She's like, this guy reminds me of you if you did a news program. And I said, ah. And then I watched it. I was like, nah, I see it. And so hit one, of the later ep one of the latest episodes was on AI. And they talked about how ChatGPT and Bard literally cannot think past the last word that they said. Mm -hmm. So they can't think of the full context of it. They can, they just go word by literally word by word not even line by line yep it's whatever the previous string is what like statistically comes next when prompted all, all it is is a chat aggregate i know this it's it's an impressive one it's definitely an entertaining one and i'll mention that more in a second here but yeah. if you're not sure what you're asking it and like you just believe it based off what it's what it's belching out to you people like people are going to be misled by this if they aren't already Yes, they will. We're going to actually move on to the stories now, unless you have anything no, else to not. add. I got, I got, yeah, I got one more thing. Um, I, I also went into the deep end as far as like AI-generated entertainment and content. 
Yes. I posted a couple of links in the the Reaton Entertainment Discord. It, it's wild. As well as like a 24/7 music video generator, which is neat. Um one of the things that I watched the most and when I say the most, I mean like I watched like 20 hours of this stuff this week is AI generated SpongeBob is hilarious. Like that's probably the hardest I've laughed in maybe a decade is watching these AI generated prompts of SpongeBob. That's intro I haven't seen it. So I saw that it was posted there, but then I I got distracted and did other things. So it's got I... its own canon, which is fascinating to me. Like the stories and the interims that they generate, they remember that and they build off of it. And I have a feeling that's gonna be the future of media. Like it's it's coming to a TV show near us. Uh, no, or, no, it's not coming to. It's already there. Alternatively, what I could see happening is you have a phone, uh, an app on your phone, and you can customize that for whatever it is that you want to listen to or watch, and it just generates content for you. And if you don't like something, you downvote it, and it gives you another seed. I am so eager for the personal AI, not assistant, but entertainment. Like, I want something in an app that I could open up and just be like, it was funny when Mr. Krabs sang the song. Generate a song for me, haha. And it's uh, it's gonna be here. It's coming I'm soon. Little, I'm a little terrified of it, and I also I'm a little worried. I also don't like the fact that a lot of times it'll take away the, you know, the money for artists and all that. On but, one hand, I agree on you. On the other hand, it's fucking hilarious. It is. They have recently, and then we'll move on. Secret Invasion. Yeah, have you heard of Secret Invasion? Yeah, I'm familiar with this. They they botched that job up. Yeah, I guess the opening credits are is AI generated, and people got very very mad about it. And that's all I have to say about that because I have not watched any of Secret Invasion, though it does it does look like something I would I would enjoy watching because I believe it's a Marvel s it's a Marvel uh, crossover event, and that that seems pretty fun. Anyway, now we are going to move on. Unless you have one more more, thing. One more thing. Nothing else for me. Go ahead. So they did, Nintendo did a direct this week. And as usual, I don't have much to say about it, but was there anything that stuck out to you from this direct that you would like to talk about? Yeah, the last second half of it. I, I heard that the second half was a lot better. I actually, I didn't know what was going on. And I'm kind of burnt out on video game announcements right now and so i yeah, was just like fair. i don't cool there's I there's one go, or two things i'm interested in i could quickly burn through the things that i think are worth mentioning okay uh, first off the pokemon scarlet and violet dlc couldn't care less about it but damn that was some cool music they had for it i've listened to that sound like the the, the trailer more than once just so i could bop to it uh we have to i have to give nick lotus actually wrote a bunch of stuff about the Nintendo Direct. And so when we get to it, I will mention what she said. And with the hidden... Is it the hidden treasure one? Is that the name of it? Uh, it is Teal Mask, and there's another one, too. Uh, let me see if it says it down here. Indigo Disc. Teal Mask and Indigo Disc. Weird Interesting. names. There's something called Hidden Treasure that, and, and it reminds Nick Lotus that she needs to finish Violet. Uh, maybe they talk about it in the video. 
I, I don't I, recall. I don't, know. I don't know. There's also uh, a Sonic game. Yeah, they're they're doing Sonic Superstars, and I guess it's already kind of controversial. I guess one of the the animators or one of the animations might have been stolen or something. I don't know. I don't AI mean to be generated. a immediately. It's all uh, AI no, I, I think I, I think the person who posted it, the art was like, "Hey, I made this like a year ago, and here's what they have, and I never got paid for it." And that's not cool, if true. Interesting. I know. See, I was hoping that we could talk to Aroa about the the, the Sonic and get the Sonic fanboys' opinion on it. But Aroa's he not would be here. the right person to add. I mean, I'm I'm cool with them making 2D Sonic. Uh, I'm cool with them making like even 2D like Mario's if they ever thought to make another one of those. But it from what I've seen, it just kind of looks like more of the same. It does look appealing to Nick Lotus. Uh, she says, I can really see myself playing this on handheld around the house. I haven't played a, uh, a Genesis reminiscent Sonic in a while, and this looks great. The like, only other real handheld-focused one I could think of that's not like a Game Boy port was when they had the phone apps that I guess were real popular for a while. And I just can't imagine playing Sonic as a phone app. I, that sounds awful. Yeah, I think that was Sonic 4. It's terrible. Yeah, that sounds right. And what, then, a, what a weird decision. And then they had Sonic Mania, which runs well on the Steam Deck. I would imagine it runs well on the Steam Deck, at least. Is I'm trying to think. Is Mania is the latest one? The the epic like there was Generations, which was a blending of 2D and 3D. I, I don't know. After that, it all kind of gets mushy. Man- we need a roll for this. Mania we don't have our pro. Mania is just the 2D one that was really good. Basically, uh, the, is that the fan made one? Yeah. It was made by people. It was made by Sega, but they hired the fans to make it. Right on. I know the one you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that really one was great. Uh, then we have to talk. Uh, P- Peach is getting her own game. Uh, we will mention that in a second. Let me mention a few in the way. Okay. Uh, I don't personally want to talk about it. You might. They're doing Persona Five Tactica. Oh yeah, I've known Do about you that. Care about that? Uh, I, you... I mean, I've known about it. It's it's Persona Five, but with a battle system. They're doing XCOM. Do you care about that at all? I will not play it. Yeah, okay, then we can skip that. I've uh, already think, played Persona 5. I think the next thing worth mentioning, uh, very briefly, is Splatoon 3 is doing more content. I guess that's been a game that's stagnated for a while now. There was an investor. Th- there was a guy who decided. There was a guy who decided to pay enough money so that he was able to sit on on like the investors meeting. For Nintendo. For Nintendo and complained twice about uh, not having enough boy clothes options in Splatoon. I mean, if you got the money. I can think of different and better things to use my money on, but good for him, I guess. Good for him. He, he, he found something to stand, like, like he found the hill to die on, and boy, is he going to die on it. Yes, he is. I, I wonder if they're actually making more boy clothes in Splatoon. Anyways, um, they're, they're making some Detective Pikachu stuff. That's cool. One of the things I wanted to mention is they're remaking Super Mario RPG, which yep, is that's super cool. I, I was a little surprised that Squaresoft was playing nice with Nintendo on that. I don't know how that. I don't know how the licensing works on that. That's what I'm confused about. But that's whatever they're doing it. They're making it, and then and that's cool. and then they. They also mentioned that the Princess Peach game was coming right after that. Princess of, Peach. Like, they, um, they said it was happening, and that's kind it, of it. it. Yeah, was it just like a, a 
I again, I didn't watch any of this. So was it just like a teaser as they did with Metroid Prime 4 like five years ago? It was literally one step more than that, but at half the, the runtime. It I was see. Peach doing some action-y stuff and the announcer's like, and by the way, coming soon, there's a game featuring Princess Peach. More details to come. <laughs> Nick Lotus is excited for that, but hopes that it doesn't become a food-based puzzle game. I hope they treat Princess Peach with respect, but I have no idea what this game's about. They didn't say. Me neither. Speaking of decisions that I have no idea about, they're porting the worst Luigi's Mansion game to Switch. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which was the formula of Luigi's Mansion turned into a arcade style. And I you don't like I, it. I hated this. I, I hated this game, actually. Like, 3DS did not have a lot of platforms on it at the time, and this was not a game worth spending money on. Well, now you can spend money on it again. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, speaking of spending money on things again, uh, the first three Batman Arkham games are coming out for Nintendo Switch, which... That's those cool. games are old. They, uh, yeah, but, I mean, people... Might want to play them on the Switch, on the go, and they don't have while a Steam Deck. I, while I talk about this a little bit, can you look up what year the first of the Arkham games came out? Oh, man. Yeah, give me a second. Go ahead and take a tech of that for a second. I, the only reason that I think this one is significant is because somebody had leaked, Hey, you guys, Nintendo's doing a direct suit, and here's what's going to be on it. And the Arkham Trilogy games being uh, one of the, the highlights of the show was one of the things they were heavily saying was going to be leaked. Hey. So, boy, Nintendo has bad PR. Hey, you want to feel really old? Is is it before 2010? August 25th, 2009. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right there. Right I there remember the when olds. this game came out. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my, my good friend, I don't know why I said my friend, uh, Nick Lotus said Batman Arkham Trilogy, way more hyped about this than she expected. They are fun games. Um, and the last time we got the Holy Trinity of Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and Tara Strong in the voice cast. Don DiMaggio is brilliant and tries so hard, but Hamill is a better Joker, which I agree I with. Like, I like DiMaggio, yeah, I but, but I, you know, he's great as lots of different characters, so I don't think it would hurt his feelings to say that we think that Mark Hamill is a better Joker. It, it, a lot of it's nostalgia too. Like when I close yeah. my eyes and think of what the Joker sounds like, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, and I think that they, I think that they ended up bringing like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy were like, "No, nah, no, nah, we're retired, we're done." And they're like, "You know, we have this giant trucks full of money," and they're like, "You know, we can do Why it again." Why didn't you just say that? Yeah, you should have led with that. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I mean, if you. If you like those games, and it's it's what three games probably do like be those games. three games for sixty bucks probably. I can and they're, see them they're long pulling games. a sixty nine ninety nine game. I yeah. wonder if this is going to be ported to the newest version of Unreal. Because I know that one of the the pushing factors of this game was look how good the Unreal engine looks with it. Yeah, there there were a lot of really cool things that were added in that, which. Hopefully they, they improve. I imagine they're just going to do a, dr- a straight port, though. I think it's just going to be on, what, Unreal Engine 3 back then? And they'll yeah, probably keep it on that. Probably. It, I, it probably is not compatible to just do a jump-up update. That it's would not. be something worth looking into uh, and not in the middle of a show. 
Yeah. Well, I know that when I worked at, you know, Sony, I asked them about that because I believe Unreal Engine 4 was coming out and there's something like that. And I was like, why don't you just up like, isn't, isn't it just a direct, like you press a button and it upgrades it all. And they're like, no, theoretically you could do that. But most of the time you tweak Unreal Engine 3 or 4 or 5, you tweak it in such a way with your own code that that code that you put in isn't going to be compatible with Unreal Engine 4 or 5. Yeah. Last time I used Unreal is when they had the Kismet system, which is like click and drag parameter-based programming. Yeah. And I believe that was one of the big sacrifices moving forward is they were no longer supporting that. So at a certain point, you just cannot update your game at least not by like right clicking and hit compile for UE5 or whatever. Yeah, so it's 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 more difficult than just saying, "Hey, let's let's upgrade," which kind of sucks, but I understand. What's the other thing you want to talk about? Or what's the next story uh, in this? Uh, the the next thing? one on this list is they are porting Gloomhaven over, which is a board game uh, style like video game. Cool. And I'm always on the opinion that if you want to play a board game, just play a board game. Yeah. Don't need a video game. Just pull out the board game. It's a lot well, of fun. Well, I, I agree with that, except for there's a pandemic. there was a pandemic that was happening, and I kind of understand wanting to play board games with friends. So having yeah. a virtual board game makes sense. I mean, I, I'm also a big fan of Tabletop Simulator, but if, if I had to choose my preferred way of going, it's definitely just, just bust out the board. That makes sense. Uh, speaking of busting it out, Just Dance 2024, you could just bust a move. I I have done Just Dance actually on on my Twitch when we got to a certain uh, follower account. Uh, the the Super Dean brothers who I haven't seen in a long time came over and we did one of the one of the Just Dance games and we're like we're gonna be doing we're gonna be streaming for two hours and then we played and we did like one song and I was like we're gonna be streaming for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those while yes it, you look ridiculous dancing to those games. But it's a good workout. I've um, had a lot of fun playing them. Back when I worked at a video game lab, we had this game set out like right towards the entrance, and you would definitely get looks while playing it. I definitely think that while the Connect overall was a pretty big flop and failure and not very good, the dancing games were the only reason to have the Connect. Yeah, unless you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. The Connect was a super cool idea that just didn't live up to the hype. Just didn't work. Uh, People use the Connect for like controlling Arduinos and stuff like that. Those are the real ones. Yeah, you can also get like an adapter to use it on your computer, which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Lotus says that she misses dances, dancing games, but haven't felt drawn to one since the Connect went out of fashion. Uh, apparently, she one hundred percented Dance Central for Connect, and. Oh, yeah? uh, then she asked, asked, ponders why people didn't like the Connect because she loved it. Uh, it's because other than dancing games, there was nothing to do with the Connect, uh, and it was it was it was probably a bit of the hardware, but a lot of the software was just not up to snuff. Uh, like you had Steel Battalion for the Connect. Do you remember that game? It was bad. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was actually just watching somebody complain about it the other day yeah uh yeah. it's not that great yeah 
that's why. That's why nobody liked it, because it just didn't work very well, uh, whether it was the hardware or the software that was causing that issue. Uh, also, it didn't like uh, people with darker skins. <laughs> it was Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. I, I remember the big controversy with it was if you were watching a movie and it detected that like more people were in there watching the movie, it'd be like, hey, they got to pay for a seat too. I don't or, think they ever did that because it's insane. Yeah. The, the mere idea of it is just ludicrous. They also had, uh, they had a commercial with, was his name Aaron Paul, the guy from Breaking Bad? Yes. And the, the commercial was like, hey, Xbox, buy a pizza in the commercial. And what it would do is if you had a connect in your, in your living room, it would then make your, like, it would turn on your Xbox and buy a pizza. I it wonder. Would, it would order a pizza from Domino's for you. It was great. I, I, a part of me thinks there's got to be a way that you could just disable that entirely, but probably not without some impact on functionality, though. I didn't have any voice commands turned on, I think. I don't think I would I keep that on. No, it seems like a bad idea. What's the next one in the list that we need to talk about? Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like a part of me thinks I should mention, uh, that they're porting Silent Hope, not porting, but it's a new game. No, I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. Uh, let's skip a whole bunch. Yep. Maybe we could talk about the Hot Wheels game. Maybe we could talk about Mario's and Rabbids, but really the next thing we could talk about here is Pikmin. Pikmin. Pikmin 4. Oh, okay. You like Pikmin. I, I, I like, I like it at Pikmin. I'm not one of the one of the cool things about this one is you could do Pikmin stuff at night and they've got these ghost looking night Pikmin that I think are based off of like the same thing that the Koroks are in Breath of the Wild like uh the the spirits from Princess Mononoke the ones that are there's a name for it but I'm not cultured enough to remember what it is I don't remember I think they're based off that and boy is this game charming it's got scenes where you're going inside of a house it's it's got I I could gush about it more, but I don't think there's anything really other to say than, oh boy, there's finally Pikmin 4 content coming. Well, uh, and it'll good. be later this year. I'm happy that you are going to enjoy Pikmin. I will enjoy it on my Steam Deck, probably. There's uh, one that we have to talk about because our, our good friend Nick Glotus said that we have to. The Metal Gear uh, Solid Master Collection is coming to the Switch as well? Yep. Is that 1, 2, and 3? Uh, that is going to be one, two, three, and then two of the ones for the NES. Awesome. That's cool. That's and a that's a whole lot of Metal o- Gear. Uh, that's coming October 24th. It'll be $4,000. I, I don't think that's right. It, it, it'll probably be 50 or $60. I'm, I, 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 I'm thinking 50. I could see a $60 price tag for this. I could see them doing that. I, I don't agree see. with it. That's, you know, these are very old games, but they're good games though. At least they're good games that they're charging money for. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say anything bad about Metal Gear. Like they stand the test of time. Yes. They're uh, good cinematic experiences. Moving on, any any other big ones we need to talk about? Vampire Vampire Survivors is coming to Switch and it's getting couch co-op, That's which cool. hopefully means Vampire Survivors is getting couch co-op for not Switch. That was weird. I had I had already I had thought already before we did our podcast on and we talked about it uh, a while back. I had thought that it was on Switch. Like my brain was just like, yeah, it was just 
that's a it perfect sense Switch game. It but got it ported not... to mobile too. I know. A, I actually know more people who played it as a mobile app than they did uh, a Steam Deck exclusive, like I did. That makes sense. I I I know that Aroa plays it a lot or played it a lot for a while. Anything? Good game. Uh, I'm I'm gonna blow through most of the rest of this list. There's a uh, Headbanger Rhythm Royale, which is a pigeon-based rhythm game. Yep. I. I I'd probably not gonna play it, but it, it's it, weird enough that I want to mention it. It is described as a r- pigeon-based musical battle royale game. Weird. Yeah. Uh, then there is Star Ocean Second Story is getting a remake and releasing on my birthday. H- happy birthday to Nathan. Yeah. They're also doing more Mario Kart Eight DLC. They're also doing some. Uh, the the team that made Sonic Mania is making a game called Penny's Big Breakaway, which is just another platformer game. They're making a WarioWare game, which is probably going to involve people throwing their Wii motes or their their Switch motes, whatever you call those, the Joy Cons. People are probably going to end up eating their Joy Cons all over the place because of it. Was there a so? There's a new Warrior WarioWare game too. I don't see anything here about Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah, there's a Dragon Quest game. Uh, we skipped that one because I'm not a big Dragon Quest guy. Uh, yeah, but Nick Lotus wanted Monsters. to talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Dragon Quest Monsters the Dark Prince. And wrangling up monsters looks like it'll be a fun time when it arrives on December 1st. Yep. So she said this game looks... Uh, I'll just mention everything she's uh, spoken about because we skipped a couple of them. Uh, looks like a great... Past the controller couch game. So apparently her and her husband played the last uh, Dragon Quest game and they would pass the controller between each other for grinding. And it made the grindy parts less grindy. And I would be like, no. Don't. No, stop messing with my inventory. I I, I, I would not like that. Um, Metal Gear Solid compilation. She's never played any of them, but it looks like a good entry point to have it on the yeah. Switch. And you should take the like, not just Nicole, but like anybody should take the time to play through Metal Gear. Yeah, I think I like the fifth one the most. Uh, I haven't played they, that one. They, they kind of ebb and flow between being more action packed and being more stealth focused. And the later in the editions you get, the more you could play it the way you want. Yes, and I I remember I so I played four, but I haven't played five. I own five, but I haven't played it. It's good. I, I, I like put it. it I got my, it on my Steam Deck. Yeah, I was gonna say I put it on my Steam Deck, and then I just never played it. And it runs like ridiculously well on it. Uh, it's it's amazing how well it runs on it, with for being such an open game, and having like really good graphics for the time. It runs amazingly well. I know uh, it's not related, but Spider Man too, homie. Like the games that were originally made for the PlayStation, when they port that over to PC, they run phenomenally. I will give them that. It's it's amazing. Sometimes. Sometimes. I think there was one... Like, Horizon originally didn't run very well, but they, they patched that. Like, it would crash after an hour or two. I believe God of War had issues when they first ported it as well. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart update. Uh, Nick Lotus is definitely giving getting that. She caved and bought uh, the DLC pack to get Birdo. I remember her wanting really to start Birdo. playing Mario Kart with folks. I, I've never once paid for the, the Switch Online service. Not something I'm interested in. It's only twenty. But, like bucks it'd be fun to. to it's, be, it would be fun, but like I am not going to get twenty bucks worth of online gameplay with it. 
That's true. And then if you pay for the extra, it's like 60 bucks a year. And you're definitely not going get to get that. Because they just add in some emulators. And you're like, oh, great, You can get thanks. games that you already have on your Steam Deck. Exactly. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to say that. Um, Nicolota says that the new Mario game looks cute and fun. Yeah, I, that, I haven't gotten to that one yet. That's the very last of the list. They're making Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Which looks like it is going to be the trippiest Mario. Yes. Uh, and they also have... We mentioned... Did we, we mentioned uh, RPG? Getting a remake? Yeah, we did mention Super Mario RPG getting a remake. I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. I'm definitely going to play that probably on my Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I might say I might get it for my Switch because I assume they're going to release it on the Switch. But otherwise, I'll just play it on my PC, uh, in a uh, legitimate way with the cartridge I have. Moving on, um. Anything, any other big ones you wanted to talk about about the Nintendo Direct before we move on? Some really good games here uh, that a lot of people are really excited about, especially Super Mario RPG, uh, the Metal Gear Solid Collection, Mario, new Mario game, etc., etc., etc. I guess it's worth mentioning that they're doing a Nintendo Live event uh, in Seattle Yeah, uh, around the time that PAX West is going on. What could they possibly, like, what do they have coming up that would be worth setting up a booth and doing live? Like, is this just a, hey, come buy a Switch, we still have copies on shelves event? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. One of my favorite things uh, when I worked at Sony for a year was they did that pop-up store. And so we could just go up there and get, like, heavily discounted items because we're buying direct from Sony. Uh, and I can assure you that if they do something like that for Nintendo with this Nintendo Live, that you would not be getting heavily discounted items. <laughs> They'll probably cost more money than just buying it online. Because that's how it worked. When I went to the Pokemon Center in Tokyo, you would think, hey... This is the Pokemon Center. Things are going to be way cheaper than buying them on Amazon, right? No. It is far more expensive. Really sucked. Anyway. Are you going to go to the Pokemon or Nintendo Live in Seattle? No, of course not. Oh, okay. I could go there. It's like a six-hour drive. I'm not going to because I don't want to drive to Seattle. But, you know, I could do it if I wanted. We're going to move on. Unless you had anything else to add to that? Nope. Any AI stuff you want to talk find, find any more mm -hmm. AI stuff? Not in regards to the Nintendo Direct, anyways. Okay. Microsoft is raising prices. Yay. They are raising prices on the Xbox consoles themselves, and they are raising prices for the Game Pass subscription as well. Which kind of sucks. But it's not, sucks. it's not a huge price increase. And, you know, for me personally, I get, I get enough money out of the Game Pass subscription that paying for it makes sense just because of how many games I play through on Game Pass. But for some people, this would suck. Uh, first off, Xbox Series X console pricing will largely match the price hike that Sony had for the PS5 last year. Uh, the Xbox Series X moving to... They're using 
um, pounds right here. So 479, uh, 480 pounds in the UK or um, 550 pounds across most of European markets using the euro. Um, it'll be $650 in Canada, $800 in Australia. Um, the Xbox Series S pricing will not be adjusted at any markets and remaining at $300. Trying to find the United States price there, but I'm not seeing it. Um, they also have Xbox, Series, or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions uh, are raising, which will see the Game Pass subscription for console move up from to $10.99 from $9.99. So it's going up a dollar. Um, it's going up a dollar for the console pass, two dollars for Game Pass Ultimate, and then if you want, if you have PC Game Pass, that price is staying the same at ten dollars. What do you think about price hikes? You, uh, you're a huge uh, proponent of capitalism, right? Right. No, not at all. <laughs> I feel like this entire thing just reeks of like decision that's made because they need a bar graph to go up by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to cancel their subscription because it goes up by a dollar, but it will probably stick me people who are on the fence about joining. Yeah. That makes sense. I do wonder, does Xbox Live come with Game Pass? Yes. Mm, Okay. Um, 11 bucks a month for Xbox Live and free games. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to get it, but that's fine. Game Pass. I know that Ultimate comes, or Ultimate has um, live included. That's like 30 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, it's $15 a month. So, so Game Pass Ultimate includes the console Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox Series X or S, it's included with that. You get Xbox Live Gold, and you get PC Game Pass all together, and you get xCloud. So you can do the game streaming service. I do kind of wish we had somebody who had both the PC and the Xbox subscription. I would like to talk to them and just get a general feel for how they feel about the program. I uh, have that. I mean, somebody who plays games that, like, I don't know, aren't just free. Like, well, like is yeah. it? It seems like it's heavily front loaded towards the Xbox side of things. Yeah, I think a lot. Of, like nowadays, most of the games that release are getting released on both. They're getting released on console and on. Uh, they're getting released on console and PC, so you can play and you can play between both different systems. Um, I, th- I, I, I do think that if you have all of it, it's probably worth it. That being said, again, if you if you only play one game, then it probably won't be worth it. It looks like gold is only included in Ultimate. For fifteen dollars a month, soon to be that's, seventeen dollars a month. That's fine. If, if if you are going to get use out of all three aspects of that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it for me. One thing I was thinking, um, like when Starfield comes out, right? My my girlfriend will want to play that game as well, and I was like, you can just use my Xbox Series S or uh, my Xbox Series X play starfield 
uh, and then I can play Starfield on my PC. And then, then we'll be good. And you won't mess up my save file. And I won't have to strangle you. You know how it goes. I, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, un unpackaged heat behind that statement. <laughs> I, I, have you, you've had your games deleted before or, or overwritten by family members, right? I've had files deleted. I've had chows murdered for entertainment. I've, I've had video game abuse, man. I wouldn't, just so you know, I, wouldn't, I, 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 I would not actually strangle my girlfriend. Um, right. But, <laughs> wink. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Wink, anyway, it blink. Uh, it's, it's raising in pretty much every country is going up by about a dollar or two, uh, you know, relative to what they're paying right now. You know, Norway has a different currency, and it would be nice if we had just one world currency, but that's not going to happen. So we're all stuck with different currencies. Uh, Mexico is going up by. New yen? Uh, you cannot play it, pay it in new yen, but you can play with it for actual yen. It's going up by uh, 110 yen for ultimate, uh, which is like a dollar. That's the tracks. Yeah, because I think their their yen is considerably lower than what we what the American dollar is worth. When I went to Japan, uh, it was like ninety four yen to the dollar or something like that. So it was slightly weaker, and now it's seventy to a dollar. So it's significantly worth less. I think something like that. I don't know how it works. I just know that when I go there, I should have more buying power than here. Anywho, fingers crossed. Um, who likes spreadsheets? I I I, I like spreadsheets, kinda. You? Uh, I see their benefit. Do, do I like them? Like, I guess. Yeah. Is it between the option of having them and not having them, I'm definitely pro spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're adding spreadsheets. To EVE Online, which is... Which is already basically one big spreadsheet. That's what they say. That's what the joke is, is that... Like, I tried playing EVE Online, because I, as, as I'm sure you are, love space sims. Lo or love the concept of space sims, at least. And so I tried, years upon years ago, trying to play EVE Online, and then they're like, hey, there's a six-hour tutorial. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I don't have six Some hours. Games allow you to be the space trucker, and you get to sit in the front seat of your your space rig, and you get to haul the the equipment from place to place, and you got to dodge the space pirates, and you know it's a big fun time. Other games, you are the dude who's sitting in a cubicle, like moving files from one place to another to represent that they're being purchased, and you're just watching these numbers change because of what you do. And that's... a game like Eve Online is definitely the latter. Yeah. And so they have incorporated an add-in for Excel to be used in EVE Online, so you don't have to alt-tab to go to your spreadsheets anymore. That's, that's the update. Good. It's, uh, it's a slow news week, people. Good. <laughs> Not really. I just thought it was hilarious that they're incorporating, they're, they're adding an Excel add-in to EVE Online. Um, they know people are already playing with this open. Nick Lotus says this ga this boring ass game is still around. 
Um, and it's found a way to be even more boring. Uh, people love it. People Dude, love this like, game. Excel Spreadsheet Simulator is a genre of game. Like, people who play the 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 king and kingdoms games or whatever they're called yeah uh, like the the europa imperialis those games are just spreadsheets that you occasionally get to walk in yeah and and people love them people love people love all, those games all, like i like in-depth you know crafting systems in games i like uh you know inventory management and stuff like that half of the game of dragon's dogma is making sure that my inventory with my companions is managed so that way um, my weight isn't over-encumbered. That being said, uh, I don't think I could get into spreadsheet management as a, as a game. I don't, I don't enjoy it, but other people do, and you know, if, if they do enjoy it, then good for them. Some um, people like pivot tables, and they are allowed to like pivot tables. Exactly. Uh, Moving on to our next story, which is a really good story. Not a slow news week. EU is forcing removable batteries on iPhone and iPad. About damn time. I think it should, re- it, it should force removable, removable batteries on all mobile devices. It's coming. It'll, it'll come. It'll, it'll happen. come. Yeah. Uh, because that's one, one big thing that I haven't liked about phones in the last decade is that they don't come with the removable batteries <laughs> the number one issue i've had with mobile devices is that the batteries go shit and you can't take them apart without like having a special kit for it it is so annoying being like okay i need to replace this battery let me order a part online and then spend four hours with a heat gun to get the adhesive off yeah i so when i worked at a cell phone company it was right at the turning point like iphones had already not had removable batteries ever um but most android phones at that time did have removable batteries and it was like right at that edge where it started to shift that i was working there and i was a i was good at my job so whenever we would get a new phone released i would look at the the phone and i would like see different things and and actually watch reviews of the phones just so that way if somebody called in and asked me about the phone i could give them information on what was there and we had a phone come in called the motorola moto g i have good phone for the time only had a gig of ram old by today's standards but back then that like most phones only had 512 megs of ram anywho it was the, the first Android phone we had that did not have a removable battery. But our guide online still said, like our troubleshooting guide with people would just go by the troubleshooting guide instead of knowing how to, to do things. And uh, I heard a story that there was a guy who worked with us that he was following the guide. And he's like, okay, well, the next step is to uh, pop the battery out. And she's like, I don't know if I can do that. And he's like, well, that's the next step. It's just you got to take the battery out and put it back in. So can you do that? And she's like, yeah, sure. Let me go get a butter knife. And he's like, what? And she's like, she came back a few minutes later and she's like, okay, it's a part. It's in four pieces. Uh-huh. She got the battery out. <laughs> um, thankfully, I believe that the company was like, we're just going to send her a phone. <laughs> 
because that was their fault. Uh, so having removable batteries just makes too much sense. I I just want to be able to like swap the battery out and then have but, like another three years of my phone life. But Nathan, my phone won't be wireless. Uh, wireless. It won't be waterproof if it has a battery slot. The water have, will seep in, and the phone will get damaged. You can have waterproof phones if you have removable batteries, though. I'm pretty sure that was the uh, that and the uh, that's that's the reasoning. But the thing is, it would the phone be jack, uh, the US the, the the headphone jack. That's why they had to get rid of it because because waterproof. You can make waterproof phones with 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 batteries. You just have to design them better. Uh, with People removable aren't batteries. People are going to want to pay for that design. No, probably not. And also, by the by, they say they're waterproof, right? Um, and that's one of the heavy marketing tactics. They're like, oh, it's IP68 or whatever, right? But then if you take it into the shop and you're like, hey, it's not working. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got water in it. The, but you told me that this was okay. Oh, uh, yeah, it's waterproof, but it's not moisture proof. Yeah. So you take it in the shower and that water's heating and, and, and the heat gets in there and yeah, all your, all your internals are fucked, buddy. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, it's just dumb. So the EU is demand. They also demanded a long time ago. Uh, well, long time ago, uh, more than a week ago, <laughs> that uh, new phones are gonna have to be required to use the uh, USB C port for any new phone that comes out. And that makes they sense. they also made it. They made th so they made that standard saying, hey, we need USB-C to be the standard on phones. So eventually, iPhones are either going to need to include a USB-C port or no port at all. They might circumvent it by just saying, oh, we just have wireless charging and not have any charging port on the phone. Anyway, uh... I don't know what's going to happen because I can't foresee the future, but I do know that they're going to try to find a way to wiggle out of that because they love their USB 2 lightning port. Which, by the way, it, it does run at USB 2 speeds. Anywho. Uh, next one. Oh, this one, was this one that Aroa put in here? Or was it? Yeah, it was Aroa. It was Aroa. Both of these. The, the battery one and uh, the, the threatened to fight one. Apparently, Musk and Zuckerberg are wanting to fight. Like, for some reason. I don't, I don't know. This is from Gizmodo. It says, uh, The Verge is now reporting that Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk may get into a fight. And when I say fight, I mean a physical fight. A punching and kicking type fight. A fight where one guy eventually crumples to the mat in a lifeless heap and another one stands over him sweating and bleeding and yelling hoarsely victory. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go that far. What the fuck no. article writer? No, yeah. Um, it, apparently tensions have been high between the Meta CEO and Twitter CDO, CEO uh, ever since Meta announced its plans to launch an obvious Twitter rival. Do, do they have a Twitter rival? That no, this Facebook? article's just fishing to, to make conflict where there is none. Well, no, Ooh, I... Article. Boo. I well, no, it says uh, Instagram's Twitter clone. They're coming out with a Twitter clone that should be launching this month. 
I, I guess heard anything about that. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. It says the new platform, which is currently in testing, is currently referred to as Project 92, uh, but it may be called Threads. God, they're the worst at naming things. Why? They are. At least it's not Google Circles. Remember Circles? I remember Circles and uh, what, Google Plus? Google Plus? Yeah, that, that lasted for a minute. Yeah, but Threads is a terrible name. Uh, they have been viewed in different threat to uh, Twitter. Top meta execs have been... They're not. They're not a threat, by the way. Uh, top meta execs have also been quite brash about the fact that the app was a Twitter lookalike, uh, which one top lieutenant to Zuckerberg referred to as meta's response to Twitter. Um, it says here... I'm, I'm just looking through this because I didn't get a chance to read through all this because I was hoping a row would be here. Um... Twitter user quipped, better be careful, Elon. I heard he just ju 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 does jujitsu. Long story short, it looks like they may, they want to do a cage match. Musk then trotted out, pretty typical Musk taunt, saying, I'm up for a cage match if he is, LOL. Which I, I know when they say cage match, they think UFC, right? They're thinking UFC or, or Pride, you know, one of those type of cage matches. But being a professional wrestling fan, I think a steel cage match in... No, they're discussing, like, they're referring to an octagon. I know. But I think it would be more fun if they were in a WWF or WCW-style cage match or a Hell in the Cell match where the end goal is to throw one of the people off of the cell. Wouldn't it be better if we just threw them like in the middle of a aluminum banked submersible and had them fight out by the, the wreckage of the Titanic? I don't know. But it would also be fun uh if if they did if they did that and then it turned into a a triple threat match and somebody just came in and beat the shit out of both of them. I really don't care don't if care. Zuckerberg wins. But I really I, do want Elon Musk to lose. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't like uh, Zuckerberg. But I like him more than I like Musk. Just barely, just a little bit. I mean... Like, both of them TKO one another, like, Rocky style, where they both deliver the punch to the jaw at the same time. That is the best case scenario here. It just, it makes, why, like... I know people would watch this, but it's like, oh, this is a terrible, it, it, it's a terrible turn of phrase, or a terrible phrase, but yeah, people would not be able to keep their eyes off of this fight, but it's kind of like two dogs fucking under the side of the road. Yeah, it's going to grab your attention, but it's not going to be something you want to watch. <laughs> um, and so I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But I, I doubt they're actually going to get into a fight. They're just too... Well, Elon Musk is just a troll at this point. And I doubt that he would actually want to get into a fight with Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but if the UFC can make money off of it, I could see them trying to do it. The UFC was like, hey, we will host this fight. And uh, it will be awful, but we will bring in millions of dollars, and they Isn't would totally the do it. Isn't the UFC 
joining with the WWF. Do I remember that? Endeavor Media bought UFC years ago. So Dana White does not own the company. Dana White is a figurehead of the company. And Endeavor Media, I believe, bought the UFC. Recently, it has been announced in the last six months that Endeavor is also purchasing the WWE, and they are creating a new company, and that company is going to be is going to run UFC and WWE. Those are the that that separate entity is going to run both of those companies under the same umbrella. So expect a lot more UFC WWE crossover things. I am waiting the for future. the day that Conor McGregor stops out and gets choke slammed from hell from Kane. No, Kane's retired. He's a he's a mayor now. I was gonna say, isn't he like in politics and like actually a shithead or something? Yeah, he's such an asshole. It sucks. It was way better when he wore a mask and didn't talk. I'm I'm blaming it to one too many blows to the head. You know, I thought it was funny because uh, you know, for the first few years three or four years that he was in wwe as kane he wore like a full face mask and then during the pandemic he's anti-mask i'm like what (laughs) come on people yeah um but he is yeah he's he's kind of a shithead now so fuck him i guess um however i i i I would see i think conor mcgregor would farewell going into something like wwe because he already has a wwe character and i've said it for years the ufc while the fighting in the octagon may be legitimate and i say may because i i always have a little bit of like ah and they might have thrown that match um while that might be legitimate whatever happens outside of the octagon i feel is at least a little predetermined like hey let's amp up this by I pretend to hate you more than I actually do Connor and then we would get in the ring and then you weigh a hundred pounds more than me and would just choke me out you weigh a hundred I think we should find out for science's sake but we'll cross that bridge when we're ready I don't think we should find out we'll find out we'll we'll do the necessary research we'll we'll do the field testing you're also trained We'll th- we'll throw Nathan through some walls and we'll get back to you with the results. Yeah, that would that would not be fun. Um, anyway, that is apparently Zuckerberg and and Twitter or Zuckerberg and Twitter Zuckerberg and Musk are having some some falling out and hopefully we'll be in a steel cage match. But we'll see we'll see what happens. I doubt that's gonna happen. I I bet I would bet money that that never happens. I want to thank you for being here, Connor. And uh, if if you if enough people subscribe on Patreon or whatever, we will have the Nathan versus Connor cage match. I mean, I do it. That's what it takes. I do it. I'm not going through a table though. Well, I'll I'm go through a wharf on your ass. I'll go through a table. I just don't want to go through a table off of the top of the cage. No, no, no. We'll do it Star Trek style. We'll get like a glass table that's actually made out of like corn syrup or something like that. You'll go right through it. It won't be sharp or nothing, but it'll look great. No, no, no. What they do is they cut it like in WWE. I don't know how you don't watch any WWE, but like. No, you're going to have to educate me. Now they 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 do what they call gimmick the tables and um, they're just, 
you know, $50 wooden tables and then they um, take off like a lot of the stuff on the bottom, like all the metal bits. Mm-hmm. So like it's just the legs uh, with almost no support. And then they cut it in a couple different ways on, on the table. So that way when you go through it, it like explodes, but is not dangerous at all. It so it looks fantastic. When, when I was just a wee cyberpunk mug growing up, my older stepbrother had WWF toys. Mm-hmm. And some of those toys would be like tables that had obvious like jigsaw style cutouts to them. Yeah. And now, now if life imitates art. Well, now they we've, also. We've gone to that. They also have um, guitars that they will, they'll take like really cheap guitars and then like hollow, like hollow them out even more. I don't know exactly how they gimmick him gimmick them but they like hollow them out even more than they already are so that way when they hit somebody they explode it's basically just fiber even and then like an acoustic guitar yeah this is this would hurt if you hit someone with it man it would but they they make it so that it does it's just basically super flimsy um and then i think they also put a little bit of powder into them so when it hit like a big puff of smoke come like it's like a bunch of powder comes out and stuff that's the showmanship oh yeah it's good anyway thank you for being here connor yep i was here we, we talked about all the stories and uh yeah i've been your host nathan reinspruth we'll be back next week talking about more stories and stuff and hopefully not a bunch of billionaire fucking penis measuring contests goodbye goodbye